It was such a sweet surprise to meet today's guest at QuiltCon this year, as we are both going to be featured at the Festival of Quilts at Heritage Park in Calgary in just a few weeks at the end of May. I am teaching and speaking at that show, but my guest today is the Quilter of Distinction at Heritage Park for 2023. Today, I'll have a chat with Karen King. Hello and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore the stories, the connections and the joy of guests in the quilting world that'll bring you more joy and less overwhelm on your own creative path. I'm your host, Brandy Maslowski, also known as the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. Karen King loves the modern quilt aesthetic and has a particular fondness for foundation paper piecing. She has had quilts juried into QuiltCon 2022 and 2023, the largest annual show of modern quilts in the world. Her studio has grown to include a long arm machine and two resident feline supervisors, plus occasional foster kittens, just for fun. Karen's favorite color is all of them, but she admits to a smaller stash of yellow, which I couldn't believe when I read that because my favorite color is yellow. But cooking music, especially from the band U2, and travel everywhere, especially if U2 is playing there, are also a big part of her life. And I can see a kitty walking into her screen right now, which is so cute. (laughs) Beyond quilting, Karen enjoys sharing her knowledge and expertise with a number of different organizations on a volunteer basis. And currently, she serves on the board of the Modern Quilt Guild, the Calgary Folk Festival, and the Alberta Animal Rescue Crew. So let's explore the story of Karen King. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brandy. Excited to be on your podcast. I know. I'm so happy to have you. And it was such a delight to meet you in person. Usually I have people on the podcast and then later, maybe sometimes years later, I finally get to meet them, but I got to meet you first and it was so much fun. Yes. QuiltCon was fantastic this year and it's always great to run into people that you've heard of online or you've met virtually at the event. Yeah, it was such a delight. So I like to start the show by taking a look back at where you got started. So when do you first remember putting stitch to fabric? My mom had a sewing machine in the house growing up. And so I used it to create, you know, little doll clothes and and other things. I've always kind of been a crafter. I kind of moved on to some needlework and counted cross stitch through like high school and university and then got involved in lamp work, which is gloss bead making after that, and decided to go and, you know, purchase a grown-up adult sewing machine at some point in the last couple of years here. And so got back into to sewing and to quilting. Yeah. And so did you have someone in your life early on who sort of was an impact on you creatively? You know, my mom, um, you know, definitely inspired and had the raw materials for me available. We didn't have a lot of other families in in town. And so, you know, there wasn't sort of the grandparents or aunties or uncles around. But, you know, I've always enjoyed being parts of groups or guilds that um, will, you know, you can learn from others and have sort of a bit of a mentor relationship with other people in, in the group or the guild. Yeah. So you got what you called your first real sewing machine. So how did your love for quilting blossom from there? What was your first quilt like? 
I think it's still in pieces. We had a, a show and share at one of our guild meetings and I literally brought in a Ziploc bag with the pieces because I didn't know how to cut them, you know, so that pieces would be straight. And then, you know, if your pieces aren't cut correctly, the chance of you making a successful quilt is pretty low. So, you know, I, I learned a lot very quickly about, you know, making sure your pieces were accurate and then yeah, making sure your seam allowances and, and things were also accurate. And, got, you know, I guess I had a lot of free time on my hands. I'd recently left full-time employment shortly after I bought the sewing machine. And so, you know, it was something to do and something that kept me busy and creative. And it was nice to be able to take the time to explore creatively after working sort of in a corporate job that involved a lot of numbers for a lot of years. Yeah. And you've come a long way from where you started to where we are today. In a couple of weeks, you're going to be featured at this big show. So how did your quilting grow and change over the time since you got that machine? I've gone more into the quilting side of things. I'd, you know, pieced a lot of tops and then there was a growing collection of piece tops in my closet. And I was like, well, either I need to, you know, spend a lot of money to to get these long-armed because I knew I couldn't really do what I wanted to do on on a domestic machine or, you know, I had to make the investment to purchase a long arm. And so I did that. And, you know, it's, it's something I really enjoy now, perhaps more so than the piecing aspect of it, is to to actually do the quilting side of things and create different designs on the quilt pop itself. Yeah. And the Festival of Quilts at Heritage Park loves to feature local quilters. So where are you living now and who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day? So I'm in Calgary, right in the center of Calgary and, you know, lived here most of my life. I was born and raised in Calgary, moved away for university a couple of years and then moved away as many accountants do to live in the Cayman Islands for a couple of years and then return back to, to work. So I've got I've got two rescue cats in my house and they're probably as enthusiastic about fostering as I am. So we always usually have a bonus cat or two running around. And then my brother and sister-in-law and nephews are in the area and my parents aren't that far away. So it's nice to have lots of family clothes. Yeah, that is so great. So you do not have a quilty biz of any kind, but you are a quilter of service. So let's talk about some of the organizations that you've belonged to along the way. Yeah, so I guess I, you know, I enjoy the quilting side of things more than actually running a business. And I appreciate how much sort of work and dedication goes into that. But I do like the chance and opportunity to practice new skills or to practice something I'd like to to work on. So I've quilted for my local quilt guild, which is the Calgary Modern Quilt Guild. We have a community giving program for Quilts of Valor and for Quilts for Everyday Heroes, which is a local organization that supports first responders and provides them with a quilt of comfort. Oh, and that really sings to my heart because I was a first responder in my career. So that is just such a wonderful thing. So you mentioned early on that you have left your career. So what was your career before you moved into retirement? So I trained formally as an accountant and a financial analyst, and I'd spent most of my career on the risk management side of things. So I did credit risk, commodity risk, and then lastly, I ran the insurance group at a fairly large energy company here in town. Um, wow. So, so it kind of took me to lots of different places and lots of different experiences. Many people think insurance is boring, but you know, when you get up to that that size of enterprise, it becomes endlessly fascinating. It's true. You do make it sound kind of fascinating. And I'm, you know, it's exciting that you're able to travel, but how did it feel when you retired and you thought, hmm, how did you choose quilting? 
I, you know, I knew I sort of needed something post post work life and coincidentally the Heritage Park Festival of Quilts was kind of quite close to to my end date and so I went and actually found the Calgary Modern Quilt Guild there the people who were manning the table said come join us it'll be fun and you know 6 or 7 years later that is still true so it was a good experience and you know a great introduction to the quilting world and kind of feels like full circle coming up on on this weekend in the end of May to be coming back to Heritage Park. Yeah, you have this wonderful distinction of being chosen for the Heritage Park show as the quilter of distinction, but we're going to get we're going to talk about that after the break. Now, you're not eligible to have your quilt judged at QuiltCon because you are on the board, but you can enter right. and it's anonymous and you have had two quilts in the show. So, let's talk about those two quilts. Sure. Yeah, so I I'm ineligible for judging, but I still go through the regular jury process and so I have to put my my quilts in just like everyone else. The first one I got juried in was a quilt called Outward. I found this little block. I have a small but beloved stash of miniature quilt magazine dating from the late 90s and early 2000s. And I found a small block in one of those magazines that's sort of a pineapple style block. Really wanted to work with it and and you know see what I could do with it. So I did some changes, obviously sized it up because it was quite small and I wasn't going to enjoy working on a quilt that was that tiny and recolored it and put a, a color scheme to it that really reflects some of the mountain sunsets we have here in Calgary, kind of a orange, yellow, hot pink and purple. So, and, and on a black background, and it was a fun quilt to do. I, I enjoy paper piecing. I like the precision. I think they speaks to the accounting and finance side of my heart to get that precision down. And so that got put into QuiltCon and got accepted into the modern traditionalism category. And then this year, I participated in the Ruby and Bee Color Challenge. The colors were chosen by the featured speaker at QuiltCon. So Sean Kimber chose the colors, and it was a rust orange. It was quite a dark navy blue and a cream color and a couple of blues that I didn't use in my quilt. And again, a pineapple-based foundation paper pieced sort of a stained glass pineapple block that was turned on point. And yeah, I, I call it basket weave because it kind of reminds me of a mid-century modern basket or style. And that again, got dried into hook on this year. Yeah, that sounds so good. Those sound like really nice quilts. So we'll have to feature some photos in the Tuesday podcast preview. So, but you did have a win and it was your one and only win, but because you're a volunteer on the committee, there now at the Calgary Stampede. You're not eligible for awards anymore. But before you got onto that committee, you you won something in 2019. So let's talk about that one. Yeah. So somebody at my guild had shown a block of the week from Leela Garduna. It's a 52 paper pieced foundation paper piece triangles. And so I kind of got going. I, you know, had some Alice and Glass fabric I wanted to use and started making these blocks. And then I didn't know what to do with them. So I started making more blocks. And then I started making 143 of them and oh. put them all together and created them in a, a layout. And I thought, you know, what what was the harm in entering that into Stampede? And very much to my surprise, the quilt won in the modern quilt class as quilt quilted by the quilter. Stampede May does make a distinction between doing your own quilting and having your quilt quilted by somebody else, which I think is an important distinction when you're talking about who created and who put the work into a quilt. 
Cool. Okay. So that sounds really good. Modern triangles that you pieced and quilted yourself. And that one was in 2019. So let's talk about another quilt called Zucchini. Yes. So I I wanted to create a new piece for Heritage Park. So this is sort of brand new and hot off the presses, but I was creating a quilt for the QuiltCon mini exchange every year. There's a very large number of quilters that participate in a mini quilt exchange sort of around QuiltCon, but also, you know, in the mail as well. And so I was making this for my my quilt partner and wanted to kind of create a modern aesthetic. So it's got some, some lentil shapes in it. And I wanted to play with that as I moved into a larger piece. And so I did that. I, when I went to go pick the colors, all of the quilt colors, the Kona solids and the glide that I used, they're all names of foods. So I wanted to feature that inside the quilt. Yeah, sounds so good. Okay, so back in Quilt Canada 2020, the theme was Gateway to Adventure, and you took a class that led to a paper piece quilt. So tell us about that one. Yeah, so I took a class at QuiltCon 2020, um, which did actually happen. It was right before the world sort of shut down. And I was looking to do something for the Guild Challenge at Quilt Canada 2020, which we thought would happen up in Edmonton. That quilt, you needed to do a miniature quilt and use the color Kuna Jungle. And so I was also looking to use my my new skills. That's one thing to kind of do a favorite paper piece foundation pattern that you know will work. It's another thing to do people or shapes that you have to really think about the way that the pieces come together so that you'll end up with a structural quilt. And so I'd chosen to feature a woman who I, you know, and we know that there are women in history that don't always get written about or don't always get acknowledged in the history books. And so I paper pieced or designed and paper pieced this representative woman who I felt like she would help open up Canada's North. And although it didn't win the Guild Challenge, I still think it's it was a really interesting quilt to design and sort of work through the process on. And I hope to to do more of those in the future. Yeah, and it's really incredible. It has a beautiful background of kind of like mountains with a nice solid base and your eye just travels around this figure. It's kind of really, it's daunting, but at the same time, you know, it's really inspiring. And these will all be displayed at the end of May at the Heritage Park Show in Calgary. It's called the Festival of Quilts at Heritage Park in Calgary. Now let's talk design. So when you see something in the world that sparks an idea, how do you capture that? Yeah, I make a lot of notes on my phone. I do tend to play around in, I use EQ8 to design quilts, so I tend to put them in there pretty quickly. One of the great things about EQ8 is that you can save multiple versions of your quilt. So often I'll keep playing and keep playing and keep playing with a design and, you know, save each iteration and then look back and see what I have and see the difference in the changes that I've made. So it's not always the last, the last version I play with that ends up as the final quilt. Sometimes it's an earlier version that ends up being what I choose to actually make in fabric. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And let's talk a bit about quilt travel. So what are some of the favorite quilting events you've attended? So I've only really been down to QuiltCon. I was at the one in Pasadena, in Austin, Texas, in Nashville, and then most recently in Atlanta, Georgia. I've also enjoyed just taking little side trips or taking a couple of a day 
the end to go and do some adventuring in the city. Lots of these cities I haven't been to before. And so it's nice to be able to see things outside of the quilt world and the quilt, the convention center, because you do often get pretty focused on the event itself and making sure you're taking full advantage of, of your time in at QuiltCon. Yeah. And so I want to take the opportunity to make a little announcement right here, right now. And this is something super fun that is happening. QuiltCon has reached out to me to feature their 2024 show on the podcast. We've already done the discovery call and I will be having Elizabeth Daxon on the podcast August 15th, which is the day that QuiltCon opens for registration. So I want you guys to stay tuned and listen in for that. We will be recording that in June, but August August 15th, the QuiltCon super special episode goes live. So you are a speaker as well. You have done your first few trunk shows and that is so exciting. So what do you talk about when you do your trunk show? I've been asked to, to speak at a couple of the guilds locally. And when I was putting things together, I, you know, I sort of got asked and agreed to it first and then went, oh, I need to like actually create a framework or create a talk out of this. And so because they'd asked me as a as a modern quilter, I feature that as kind of as a as a place to to put the quilts in as a as a framework or a template, and then talk about a couple of specific things in modern quilting. Um, firstly, the use of of alternate grid work, so things that aren't on a on a sort of rectangular grid. The use of color, and particularly the full color spectrum, so sort of having a a rainbow color scheme throughout your quilts, and then the use of of design and designing your own work. Um, and although there's many other things that are involved in modern quilting, and not every quilt has each of those things, it, you know, just allowed me to be able to put my quilts into into some sort of framework or or, or some sort of outline that we could we could speak to. Yeah, that sounds really good. So it sounds like you have a few really good topics based on the modern aesthetic. And then it's all sort of flows through your story as a quilter, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. Is there a quilt or quilt project that has been most memorable for you? So about, I guess about a year and a half ago, my mom came to me and declared she was going to make her very first quilt. She's been threatening this for all three years of the pandemic and <laughs> finally said that she was going to do it. So she's she'd found a pattern in a magazine given to her by a friend that she really liked. We put that into EQ8 just to make sure all the math worked and and make sure that, you know, it was sort of a, a good quilt pattern. I'm always suspicious sometimes of the quilt patterns. I like to check them, especially when you put that much work into things. And we yeah. went to a local fabric store and selected a quilt line that I thought she would like. And she did in fact like those colors. And she would phone me frequently to check check things, but she really wanted to make this her own quilt. And then when it was finished, she gave it to me and I did all the quilting on it and gave it back to her. And pretty much every time she phones me, she declares that that is her favorite quilt ever. <laughs> and it, it has a place of honor on her and my dad's bed. So that was a particularly heartwarming quilt that that I've worked on. Oh, that is so sweet. It's so nice to do something with your mom, especially when she was the one who gave you those creative supplies in your early childhood to get your creative juices flowing, right? Exactly. Okay, so so in your quilting world, <laughs> quilting, I don't know where that came from. In your quilting world, what brings you joy? What brings me joy? You know, I really like seeing the transformation of, of raw materials, of, you know, a stack of fabric or of, you know, a pile of a pile of shapes that you've just cut out, or even, you know, taking a top that 
um, is maybe not the most accurate piecing and transforming that into something that somebody will use and love, especially on a lot of the, the community quilting or the charity quilting that I've done. Sometimes those quilts are, they're a bit interesting to work on and really being able to transform those tops into something that can go out into the world and somebody will love is, is it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. Okay, so right now we're going to go to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk all about Karen's studio space, this wonderful volunteerism that she does, and her big feature at Heritage Park. We'll be right back. Do you have a quilty biz and you advertise? If you want to reach out to quilters, podcast advertising might just be the perfect thing for you. At a fraction of the cost of magazines and Facebook ads, podcast ads reach thousands of quilters and stay up online available to the listener for the life of the podcast. Email me at brandy at quilteronfire.com to plan your next advertisement today. And we are back with Karen King. Karen, will you tell us about your studio space? Absolutely. So I sort of utilized two rooms in my home. My dining room, or I guess study space, is a nice big room at the the front of my house and gets a lot of light. So it's a joy to to piece and to sew in there. And then um, I had to repurpose one of the bedrooms in my house as a long arm room. This is really long arms are an investment in terms of money and time and space. And so that's the room that it would fit in. And so that's upstairs at the back of my house. Yeah. And so, you know, speaking of studio and time to be creative, what is your favorite time of day? I usually I find I'm most productive in the morning. So if I have things I need to do, I usually tackle them first off and then, you know, work in other things as the day progresses. Yeah. And I'm so excited to talk about volunteerism with you because you have your hat in so many different arenas. So you mentioned earlier in a different conversation that we were having before that it kind of falls into two buckets for you. So tell us about everything that you do. Yeah. So I enjoy quilting, obviously. And I, I know that if you're going to have a community space in quilting, a group of people, there needs to be some someone to help organize and structure it. So I serve currently on the executive of the Calgary Modern Quilt Guild as their secretary. And then separately, I serve on the board of the Modern Quilt Guild as a director at large. And I have been on the executive of some other quilt groups, but it's been a joy to to help kind of make and shape the programming and the activities of of those groups or those guilds. I really find that having others around me as I quilt is is inspiring, and I guess it's very helpful in terms of learning and and getting mentorship throughout your my quilting journey. Um, I also know that as a society at large, we need that in other spaces as well. So I've served on the board of the Folk Festival here in Calgary for several years. I was their treasurer and then their chair through the pandemic. I serve on the board of the Alberta Animal Rescue Crew, which is where all the kitties and the fosters have come from. And, you know, really enjoy doing that and, and giving back to the to society. And I am also involved in the Stampede, as you mentioned, and serve on the Creative Arts and Crafts committee, which is the committee that puts on the crafts and makerspace during Stampede. Yeah. And that actually sounds like way more than two buckets, but I want to focus on 
you know, the volunteer, the notion of volunteering, because when, you know, when someone joins a new guild, they might be thinking, oh, it'd be so much work to be on the board. And just, you know, they're always asking us to volunteer for everything. But the reality is you get a lot out of it, right? So what is your why? Why did, what does this bring to you when you're volunteering for these organizations? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I know that these organizations need capacity in terms of being able to do that. And, and you know, I am able to to offer that to them. I also think it's been a really great opportunity to shape the organizations. The Calgary MQG put on a series of online meetings throughout the pandemic, and we had a different featured speaker every month. And if you're on the executive, you get to help pick those featured speakers. So a lot of the people who appeared at our meetings were personal favorites of mine, and people that I wanted to see speak. And of course, having Zoom and having some of that capacity available was was a great way just to be able to to hear different people and hear pr- different perspectives in a way that I couldn't, you know, pre-pandemic. When you belong to a guild and you have all that camaraderie and friendship and learning, it's a really good idea to step up and give back. So I really love that you have that theme running throughout your life. Okay, so now we want to talk about the big news. We're so excited about the Festival of Quilts at Heritage Park. It's coming up May 27th and 28th. But if you're there a bit earlier, I'll be teaching on the 25th and 26th. And my lecture is in the evening of Friday the 26th. But let's talk about the quilter of distinction. I'm really excited about this. So how did how did you find out they wanted to have you as the quilter of distinction? Yeah, it came as a it was a very big surprise to me. I got an email in my inbox from one of the committee members and she asked to phone me about Heritage Park and the Festival of Quilts and I'm like, "Of course you can phone me." I, you know, and then we chatted and she asked me to be this year's quilter of distinction, but I, I really had no idea that they were even discussing it or it was even a possibility. So many thanks to the committee for for choosing me and to put my name forward for this. Yeah. So one of the big things here is they love to choose a local quilter, but community service plays a big part in that as well when they're choosing someone. So that is just so wonderful. So what kind of quilts will you have on display? I know you mentioned earlier that you'll have about 26 and we've talked about some of your most recent ones, but what else? What's the display going to look like? Yeah, I do love color. And so there will be a lot of bright and beautiful color, colorful quilts there. The the one of the things I'm most excited about is they've moved the location for the display this year. It is going to be in the Innovation Crossing building, um, which is a new building that opened in the last few years. And it has a modern traditionalism aesthetic as well. There's some nods to kind of the old, old building mechanics, but it also features a panel of windows that overlook the Glenmore Reservoir. So there'll be lots of light in the room. And I'm really excited to see how the quilts you know, you'll be able to see the quilting well as well as as the piecing. And so I'm excited to have everybody sharing that with me. Yeah, that sounds like it'll be really nice. So if you have been to this show before, the Festival of Quilt in Heritage Park, it's a slight change from previous years because the Quilter of Distinction will be in a completely different new building, right? Yes. Okay. So for those of us who have never attended this show, can you give us an idea of what the Festival of Quilts looks like? It's outdoor, right? It is. And the Heritage Park is quite a large historical village here in Calgary. It's, you know, it's a quite a large park and they have various buildings that they'll hang 
quilts from the the balconies and from the the porch railings and so it really they do fill the entire park with quilts so it's nice that it's outdoor and you're able to see all of the quilts in this in this beautiful park setting yeah it's so exciting and so if someone's listening right now and they're thinking oh i want to meet karen so badly where will you be will you be at the show both days all day I will be yes. I don't know that I. I don't know if I have set hours, but I will be in the in with my quilts most of the day during the Saturday and Sunday. Oh, that's so great! So people will be able to ask you questions. So if you're in the Calgary area that week of Thursday the 25th to Sunday the 28th, you can come and take classes with me. You can come to my lecture. You can see Karen's Quilter of Distinction display, and you can meet us both. It would be so much fun. So I hope that you will come out. Okay, so now it's time for the lightning round robin. It's a series of rapid fire questions and it's super fun. Are you ready? I am. Okay, Karen, what is your favorite tool or notion? I am pretty well known for my love of washi tape, which is low tack, easy to remove tape. And especially when doing foundation paper piecing, um, it serves a multitude of purposes, including helping with all those little repairs as you sometimes make boo-boos. Ah, sounds good. And do you ever have a sewing or quilting escape? I have had them. My quilt guild is kind enough to organize some retreat weekends up in Canmore, which is located inside of the Rocky Mountains. And so it's so wonderful to be able to go up and quilt with and sew with everybody and then look out over the beautiful mountains out in Canmore. Oh yeah, those guild retreats are so fun. And I love Canmore, one of my favorite places. And also we know that you kind of do an escape every year when you go to QuiltCon as well. So what is a skill you'd love to still learn in quilting? Ooh, I tend not to do a lot of applique and I feel like I don't do it because I'm not very good at it. And so I think that that is a skill I would love to to practice and to master. Okay. And has there been a mentor who has really influenced you along your quilting journey? You have to say that there's there are a lot of them and most of them live over at the Calgary Modern Quilt Guild, but I am very grateful that they have gone on shopping trips for new machines with me, that they have, you know, helped me put on machine binding and, you know, taught me so many things along the way. Okay. And do you have any favorite collections of things? You know, I tend I tend not to collect. I mean, I I have fabric, but I also just don't tend to collect stuff in my house. I learned early on if you're able to go different places when you travel and pick up something from everywhere, you just you end up with a lot of things and eventually it becomes rather overwhelming. Yeah, I do have fabric from all over the world and beads as well. <laughs> I tend to I do, do yes. I used to work at a bead store in high school and so oh. I I do have beads from from that era forward, some of which are now vintage, not because they started that way. So yeah. Okay. And do you have any furry friends in your studio? I think we already saw one walk by at the beginning. I do. I have my two own cats are Stella and Scarlett. They both came from arts and Stella joined me at the beginning of the pandemic and Scarlett was my first foster kitty and still resides at the house. And then I usually have, we'll have one or two more foster cats that I'm, I'm fostering for arcs. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. So thank you for braving the lightning round, Robin. That was fun. So where's the best place for quilters to connect with you on social media? Yeah. So my quilting Instagram handle is at Karen underscore quilts. And that's the place I usually post quilty stuff. 
Okay. And now as we wrap up, Karen, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation today? I guess the one thing that I've learned over my quilting journey is is to keep going and to keep continuing with things that not all of my quilts are perfect. And you will certainly see that in some of the quilts that appear at Heritage Park, but I really enjoyed the process and I've learned a lot just by by continuing on and, and by finishing projects. So I'm I think that was what would be the one thing that I'd want to leave people with. Yeah. What a great way to end the show. So it has been such a pleasure to have you on this show, Karen. Thank you for sharing your story with me today. Thank you, Randy. It's been a pleasure. So that was my show with special guest, Karen King. One thing that delighted me about having her on the show was that she calls herself a quilter of service. She is inspired by the giving aspect that many of us love, and she is a true example of how you can get more out of giving than receiving. If you are in the Calgary area, May 25th to 28th, 2023, please come and see us both. I'll be doing two full days of workshops and my lecture is on Friday, May 26th, and Karen's quilts will be on display as the Quilter of Distinction at the show all weekend. Go to www.heritagepark.ca, click on events and scroll down till you see Festival of Quilts. I can't wait to see you there and I loved sharing Karen King's story with you today on the podcast. Have you ever dreamed of touring the countryside of England and Wales? We will hit incredible landmarks like Stonehenge, the Victoria and Albert Museum, the Jenny Jones Welsh Quilt Centre, Caffili Castle, and so much more. Grab a friend and book your summer holiday with me for this scenic tour ending with two days at the Festival of Quilts Birmingham. This trip is designed just for you with the quilter in mind. Book your spot today by calling Judy at Opulent Quilt Journeys, one 877 Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.